Welcome. To Arcade Audio. There's got to be a morning after if we can hold on through the night. We have a chance to find the sunshine. Let's keep on. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I am one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Holly is fucking over. Oh my God. Don't sound so joyful about it. Bah. Humbug. That's what I say to all that shit. So you didn't have a good time? I had a great time. Ah. <laughs> this is over. I was just having to deal with you. What? With blanket mania running wild. It's not running wild. It's, it's perfectly contained. There's no reason why you need to have both those blankets on right I'm, now. I'm very comfortable right now. Every reason for me to have them both on. You gave them to me as gifts. And I want to show my appreciation. And I'm cold. So I need my blankets. And then also you don't get to use either of them. Which is another win for me. So that's good. No! No, I'm going to scream really loudly. And you can deal with the child who'll wake up. No. Don't play with that. It's going to make noise on the show. You broke this toy. I didn't break that toy. You Everyone didn't. at home, guess what toy this is. It's Samantha Brooke. It's so sad. Now no, it's really broken. <laughs> it's fucking really broken. It is December 27th, 2017. Our last podcast of 2017. Holy uh, happy, happy New Year! Happy New Year! <laughs> Whoa, happy New Year! We have had a good year. None we've watched you. fifty-two movies. Exactly, we took some weeks off, but we had some multiples. We caught up sometimes. So uh, this is our last podcast of twenty seventeen. Hope your New Year is safe and sound. Um, we'll be back next week with uh, our regularly scheduled programming. We've had. Oh no! I'm sorry. You're right. Next week is no, our. We won't. You we'll get, keep we'll, saying we'll get that. the next week in a, in a minute. Um, if you're new to the podcast, every single week, Smith and I watch a movie from our massive movie collection that grows every single week. Uh, <laughs> every day. Almost. Every day. Yeah. Um, uh, either from the, our, our random drawn box or nominated back and forth, mm-hmm. or we celebrate holidays like we're doing today. With our New Year's episode. Um, and then we also talk about our lives and what's going on. And it's a fun, fashioned family time. Um, okay. This is our first episode since Christmas. Um, and your birthday. You're now 31 years old. Thanks. You're welcome. It's on the record. Uh, be on the records from your birth certificate and everything else anyway. Um yeah, it's we'll get public records. Yeah, we'll get to that in a minute as well. Um, but like we were referring well, like to... a birth certificate? No, <laughs> I'm going to read it on the air. We, uh, we next week, are going to be taking a break from reviewing and instead nominating um, winners for... Did we ever come up with a name for the awards? The Married with Mowgli. Mowgli's. What? <laughs> I'm trying to rhyme it with swaggies, but I can't. The, uh, the, uh... Where's the name of the mullets? Yeah, because that's what everyone wants to receive. Um, oh, hey, what what accolades do you have? Oh, I want a mullet. Yeah, I think that's it. The mullet awards. We're going to, our mullet award nominations every single year starting this year. We're going to um, review the movies that we watched on the podcast and that year and then nominate um, Best Picture, Worst Picture, uh, Best MVP, uh, Worst LVP, 
best LVP, worst MVP, you know, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to, um, we've been doing extensive research on what we've watched this year. We're going to no- um, unveil our nominations. And we're also just going to give out some awards. Some of them we're just going to give out next week. Yes. Um, so that'll be next week's episode. It'll be a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun researching. If you want to sway any of our thoughts or opinions, you can do so by sending us uh, an email, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com, at marriedwmovies on Twitter, um, a, a comment um, before next week, and also on Facebook. So try to get your favorite films acknowledged and recognized. But for now, we're going to talk about this week's movie, and we're also going to talk about the holidays. Samantha, Christmas is over. How was your birthday? How was your Christmas? Thank goodness they're over. Yeah, yo, um, it was stressful and difficult. Uh, Yeah, very much so. If you are married... With multiple families and children. I thought you were going to say, if you're married with movies... Then you're us. Then you know our pain. Yeah, it was, it was a stressful time uh, dealing with everything. But we got through it. We had fun. Eventually. Correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Eventually. Of course. Uh, got some nice gifts. Uh, add some movies to the collection. And some toys. And have a new uh, computer, thanks to my beautiful wife. She has two new blankets, which she's underneath. I um, don't think that that's an even trade. Uh, if you know you, that's pretty even. Okay. It's pretty fair. Yeah. You also got a watch and all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know you're going to give me a fucking computer. I could take it back. I don't want to. I like it. It's because I want to enhance the, the quality of our podcast. Mm. Well, then who's replacing you? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't help but take the take the shot. I love you. You're my only partner forever. I love you. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, if you're not gonna talk, then yeah, the the point is valid. It's a give and take podcast. Oh, I didn't grab the box. Could you get that for me? I'm not getting that. Man, fuck. Um, but for real, uh, it was a good Christmas, good birthday. Um, shout out to Cooper's Hawk. It was very good. Very good. It's where we had your birthday dinner. Um, and then shout out to me for making like one bomb ass prime rib. I made everything else. No, you didn't. I made the noodles. I made the prime rib. You made the potatoes. I made the salad. I made the corn. Why did you have to say it like that? Corn. I did most of the work. What are you doing? I am working on our new picture. It's very cute. For the podcast. Which will debut in 2018. Yes. Um, we also managed to cram in holiday movie watching. We did. We, uh, we talked about last year, I think. Christmas Story was on constantly. It'll never be on uh, the podcast, but it it was watched at nauseam. Mm-hmm. Christmas vacation. Vacation. We also dabbled with a little elf. I'm not a big elf fan, but put it on. It's growing on me. That doesn't make sense to me that you're not an elf fan. It's just, not, it's just, I don't know. It's not my thing. Hmm. I don't know. Okay. It's not from my childhood. It came out when I was like 16 years old. Okay. It's not the same. Watched mm-hmm. Santa Claus as well. Part of it. Well, we'll get to that eventually. Uh, yeah. And also, hopefully, we there's some big additions to our unscrupulous movie means. So, hopefully, we'll have some more... Uh, Things to mention on the show. In, in the early part. Same yeah. as, eventually, hopefully, we're going to go to the movies mm. and catch up on some of the holiday uh, things that we've missed. Star Wars being number one on that list. I have a coworker that's going to see Jumanji tonight. I told her to let me know how how it was. Because I know you're dying to see Jumanji. I'm dying to see Jumanji. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So this is our New Year's episode. Happy New Year. We googled uh, best movies about New Year, and this was the first response. And well, it was the first one that we had, which was still the first response. Yeah. It is the Poseidon Adventure. What is my favorite? Samantha, I will let you read the box. Yes, I love this movie. 
The ultimate high definition experience. Is that why you let me read the box? Because no. you saw that? One of the most gripping disaster films of all time follows 10 survivors as they struggle to escape from an ocean liner capsized by a tidal wave. Suspenseful terror combined with the victim's intimate and personal stories results in compelling and heart-stopping drama. Nine Academy Award nominations, including a win for visual effects, make this film a true classic. So, uh, you love this movie. You say it's one of your favorites. Do yeah. You, do you want to get into that? Um... I mean, this is a movie that I would watch with my mom all the time, Mm -hmm. and it's one of those so bad it's so good kind of loves, because my favorite thing about this movie is how ridiculous it can get, and like with like those big ass prostitute shoes that the prostitute wears, and how she falls from the catwalk, spoiler, um... And every, I just, I just love it. I think it's, I just really like this movie a lot. I don't know. I have good memories from my childhood with it. Even though it's like so weird because it's like a disaster movie. It's, it's like, it's like super sad. It's super sad, but I don't know. I think like, I just like appreciate the, the movie for what it is. Cause this came out in what? The 70, 72. Like, I mean, for the the time it came out, sure. I mean, some of it could have been done a little better, but I mean, it was, you know, it's intense. It gets you thinking. It's like, well, shit, I love to go on cruises. What the fuck would I, I, I say, do? This get you thinking. It doesn't get me thinking at all. No, now but, I know exactly. God forbid something happens when we go on a cruise. I know what to You pay do. attention at the mustering station. That's all you do. Well, no, but if you're upside down, then what the fuck's the point? Then there's no mustering station because you're upside down. But now I know how to crawl through the boat to get to the hull that's an inch thick. Steel. Thanks, Robin. In the engine room. Thanks. What, you read some more books? Um, yeah, I've seen this movie before. Uh, I think it was with my grandmother or somebody a long, long time ago. Um, so, you know, I was familiar with it. And definitely don't have, like, the attachment to it that you do. Yeah, mine's more sentimental. Yeah, it's more sentimental because it's, like, from your childhood and, you know, you're, you watch it with your mom and stuff. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. There's, uh-huh. there is so much up and down to me. Like, there's no middle ground. You're either great in this movie or you fucking suck in this movie. Yeah, it's a little disparaging. There's there's a lot of disparity. It's this I think is should be in the overacting Hall of Fame. This movie, like, there is some scenery. Che- Here's the way they should have gotten out of the boat. Just waited for people to continue to act as they chew their way through the scene. Like explosions and shits going off. It's because these fucking people are. They film this move movie in sequence. Number one, which which is great, great move. Love it, love it, because you can see like the movie wearing on these people. Right, right. Uh, but like this had to have been one of the shittiest shoots to do in film history. I mean, I agree, and a lot of it they did themselves. We're just getting pummeled with water in these like stunts and climbing, and poor Shelley Winters. Man, she won an Academy Award. Not for this. <laughs> she won. No, no, she did win for this. Yes, she did. No, she did not. She was nominated. She did not win for this. Positive. Okay. Positive. She won the Little Debbie uh, Twinkie eating competition for this. Um, it's, it's definitely a product of its time because these disaster movies like Earthquake and Towering Inferno and... Um, all of them at the time were in vogue. I think definitely has the best acting pedigree of all of them. Well, um, but at the end of the day, it's still very. It's not campy. I wouldn't say it's campy at all. I think if it were campier, I might have enjoyed it more, and I still enjoyed it. But if it was campy and it was like turned up to fucking twelve, I honestly thought it was gonna be campy the first time I saw this movie. I thought it was gonna end up steering into a campy direction because yeah. of. 
um, Nielsen playing the captain. Oh, it was great, and I knew I you know, knew that I wasn't see the case. It. You forget, he, and then it's like, oh, he didn't he didn't do that until like ten years after that, like Airplane, like he was a regular respected. Yeah, I didn't watch this movie in nineteen seventy two. No, I know. So I, know, I mean, I, know, I, I didn't. I, I didn't know that at the yeah, time. I know. You know, but in my mind, he and was already this comedic actor. So I, I'm of two beliefs on this. So. One of my biggest critiques is that there's no real moment of levity in the film. Sure, you and I watching it, we make moments of levity because we're shitting on this fucking terrible kid. Um, we're noticing how all the old pervy men are just sneaking touches and kisses on all these women um, right in front of their wives and all this other crap. Um, like, those are in... Uh, those are... Uh, what are the word I'm looking for? Those are unintentional moments of levity. Right. But in terms of, like, the story... There's no break. There's no, like, comedic relief. There's no, uh, like, ten-minute sequence. Like, when Gene Hackman goes to um, to follow the rope, you know, and, like, they're all splitting up, and they're like, all right, well, everyone take five, ten minutes to, like, find some stuff we can be useful. That's normally, like, in, like, modern movies, the scene where, like, they learn about each other, and, like, they start to get along, and, like, there's a couple laughs. Like, this movie doesn't have that. It's just through and through... Just a disaster movie. You get attached to people and then they fucking die. Yep. So, I would have liked to have seen that. That said, if you were to do it today, and we didn't see the new Poseidon movie because we're Americans. Um, so, I don't know if it did or not. But I feel like if you make this movie today, they would have that in it. Oh, yeah. And I feel like it would suck. Like, they would have... Oh, I'm trying to think of, like, the right... Like, they'd have Mike Epps. You know... <laughs> It's like the waiter. Yeah. And he'd be like, oh, damn, I'm not going up that ladder. And, like, later on he goes up the ladder and he makes it. And then, like, water knocks him off and, like, he dies. Like, <laughs> you know, like, that's what yeah. it would... Yeah. That's what it would be. So, like, um, uh, both versions to me suck. Like, it's hard to do this movie either way. It's true. Um, So that's be one of my one of my big critiques. My, my main critique is just... There's just too much... Like, there's too much heightening and drama and, like I said, just, like, overacting that it, it just wears on you after a little while. Okay. And then also, to me, it's a little monotonous as well in terms of there are long stretches where they're literally just climbing and working their way up and nothing else is happening. Well, it's dramatic build. People die on the way. Not enough. Play that much. <laughs> Not enough people die. All right, so so real. All right, so I meant to ask this. So six people survive, mm -hmm. correct? Name the six people you would have wanted to survive, and let's mm -hmm. see how many of them actually make it. Are the ones that made it through? Well, I would have wanted uh, Reverend Scott to survive. Okay, so we're all for one. In terms of people that actually do, he'd be on my list too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Not that fucking Robin kid. Just the ones, just the ones you want to survive. Oh, uh, all right. So, so Reverend Scott. I really would have wanted Belle, Rosie. Okay, yeah, Miss Shirley Winters. Rosie to okay. Uh, L Lugo. Rogo. 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 Rogo Mogo. Rogo Mogo. <laughs> we have some Mister Rogo. We have a Rose called Rogo. Hakuna put Rogo. Shut up. Right, that's three. I'm so tired. Um. I mean, I can't really think of anybody else. All right, so I, Reverend Scott, Rogo, both Mr. and Mrs. Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Rosen. Mr. and Mrs. Rosen, I want to say but both of them. Cute. Uh Red Button's character. Oh, yeah, uh, Martin. 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 Um. I mean... Pass. I guess Acres. Okay. He's so inconsequential. Okay, sure. Um, so other people that actually survive, we hit, what, uh, three out of six? Not bad. I thought it was going to be worse, to be perfectly honest. I'm not saying kind of like, like the act, like the other preacher. Like, yeah, like let that guy live. You know yeah. what I mean? But like, he's not like a, a main of the main. Um... What is your favorite part of the movie? My favorite part mm -hmm. 
of the movie. Hmm. Or we're talking about negatives right now. So I was talking about negatives. What, what do you not like about the movie? What did I not like about this movie? So I think that just some of the character choices, I guess, I would say, are a little... I know that they have to be extreme in some cases, but I think it was a little too extreme, like how annoying they made Robin, how pathetic they made Nani. Nani? Nani! 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 Shout out to Steve Harvey, like he needs it. <laughs> My man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so just like those... They're stereotypes of disaster movies, like Super Nice Guy, the loudmouth, the poor almost, uh, the innocent, the scaredy cat, the child, like, yeah, it's just fucking annoying. There's there's so many tropes, and I don't even know if there are tropes then, but now it's like, oh, the guy... the guy from the company is making them go on, you know? Like, who the fuck is that guy? Right, and, like, I think that part, too, like, I've seen this movie quite a few times. Like, Mm -hmm. I know, but it's like, if I hadn't seen this movie before and I was just watching it, I'd be like, what? Like, why is this guy, like, bossing this other guy around? Also, like, now, again, like, this movie now, it would be like, that guy would, like, somehow survive the first, like, wave. Mm-hmm. And, like, then you see him get, like, the gnarliest, cruelest death later on. Mm-hmm. Which is something that sucks about, like, the first part is, like, like the first wave hits him. And, like, oh, well, those guys are all dead. Like, bye, Leslie Nielsen. You know, yeah. like, I was kind of digging you. He had more screen time than anybody else, like, the first, like, 10, 15 minutes. And then he's just gone. Yeah. Um, uh, another major complaint of mine is the directing in this film. Uh, more so the, cam- the camera what? work. What? Like, I get, like, the waters are rough. But, like, it's, like, the blatant camera swaying back and forth yeah. almost made me seasick just watching it. And I've never gotten seasick in my life. Um, it was just... It, it, I get it was necessary, but I feel like you could have picked your spots at it more. Yeah. And it not been constant. Yeah. And it could have been used for more artistic value than like, we're on a boat! And we're all ghosts now! Oh! <laughs> um... Yeah, that that drove me absolutely fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we really like about the movie? What What are your fa- favorite I mean, parts without I, getting the performances I mean, or it's scenes? Sad because she dies. But I like when what's her name's wearing the big ass shoes, going on that catwalk, and she falls off. Jesus Christ! You won't you won't shut up about this prostitute's shoes. I like those shoes. Um, I like like when it becomes the new year and then. You know, they're having fun, having good time. That whole that whole like initial sequence is pretty yeah. it like the ca- the uh the catastrophe of it. Yeah, and the chemistry is, between them's really good to begin. And for nineteen seventy two it's like pretty like barbaric, but there's just people flying everywhere and crashing into stuff right. and uh and then the fallout from it is good. Once like it actually gets into like, okay, let's work with our fucking this mouse trap of a ship. Right. Then I'm like, yeah, but like them, like the moral dilemma behind it at first and arguing with the one guy and Yeah, like do we and, stay, do we go? Yeah, I like that. Um I like the, the dynamic between uh Rogo and the Reverend. Yeah. It gets that the, was that was it's good. just Gene Hackman Ernest Borgnine just in a dick showing contest yeah. the whole time. Um Who's got a bigger dick? Uh Gene Hackman, by the Oh, far. for yeah. sure. Ernest Borgnine's uh it's I think Ernest Borgnine might have him in girth, but Hackman's got him in length. Oh, okay. So we'll call it a tie. Uh, back to, like... Oh, we'll get there in a second, I guess. Um, yeah, so I like that kind of stuff. I, I like the kind of, like, the calm before the storm, like, the establishing of all these yeah. characters. It's very usual to what mm-hmm. you normally get. Um, yeah. But there's a... but. And it, for all intents and purposes, 1972, like, the it looked fine. There's a couple hilarious uh, editing things and a couple... Oh, yeah. What was it? Uh, I think it's the one with Acres, right? Where, like, he's climbing a ladder and it's, like, a close-up of his face and it pans and it's like, ah! And then he's just, like, falling. Like, yeah, like, he's not it even looks holding like he, on to the thing. It looks like he falls, like, six inches down to a thing of water and yeah. it's like, well, he's dead. It's like, wait, what? 
Um, yeah, they, some of it just wasn't very... But then, then you have prostitute lady fall off the catwalk in her shoes, and then you see, like, her charred remains. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Gotta, gotta make sure she's dead. <laughs> like, when they're in- introducing those characters, I'm just like, something off here. She knows what a suppository is. Okay, that's that's not awkward, but she made it a point, and the next scene it's like, okay, she's wearing, like, blue napkins. Like, you ah. can see, like, everything. It's an interesting dinner choice for the 70s, but... You know, oh, okay, she's a hooker. Okay, now. Okay, it. yeah, Got yeah. Got it. Okay, we're good now. Um, and of course, man, even in 1972, they had to have like fucking eye candy in movies. Of course. Like her walking, like her climbing up ladders and her underwear. It's ugh. It's yep. Bad. It's not. All we got was Ernest Borgnine and his sweaty wife beater. <laughs> Meow. Am I right? Mm, man, I want to. I want to get some red buttons leg up in this. <laughs> Although I will say, it's not like, have you ever seen the movie Basketball? No. Uh, so Ernest, no. Ernest Borgnine. No. Lathers no. his bare chest with oil no. in that movie. <laughs> I don't want to know. And he's, uh, he sings I'm Too no. Sexy. Oh, speaking of singing, let's cut real quick to the soundtrack of this movie. <laughs> The thing it did win a, an Academy Award for, actually, since Shelley Winters was robbed at the Academy, and uh, let's talk about how uh, what what was the name of the song? <laughs> what? There's gotta be a morning after. This song. This song is so bad. Is so good. Fucking is the worst. The morning. Or the th- song from the Poseidon Ventures, it's also ca- called. The morning after. Yeah, this that song needs the morning after pill. That's, <laughs> That's what that song needed. That's and I forget like how much of a part of the movie was. Like the actual lady sings it on the boat, then she sings it again. And then I thought we got it at the like during the end credits, like when they're getting like saved from I think it was just stuck in your head. Well, because the, re- the reason the song, uh, like, resonates with me is in South Park. One of my favorite episodes of South Park is uh, the episode where Chef is dating a succubus. And the boys have to save him from him. And the only way to, like, have a succubus be, uh, retreat back to hell is to sing that song backwards. <laughs> and they do it, like, so much. And they're like, what song is it? Like, it's gotta be a morning after. Um, what song? Oh, sing it again. It's got to be a morning after if we can't hold on to tonight. I used to be a good Carmen, and now I don't anymore. Yeah, that's true. Ow! Ow! That really hurt. That's Jilly's uh, teether. Yeah, I know. Getting her teeth ready. Um, that song. Give it back. That song fucking blows. I would rather listen to Rebecca Black's Friday seven times in a row. Then listen to that song once ever again. And really? It sucks. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, it's gonna be to put, put on the, the front show. of the podcast. Yeah, it you sucks. Should play it underneath the whole. No, track. no, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think you're just saying that. No, we're not. Um, yeah, that's definitely one of the big deterrents, and also it helped uh, me not care about that character at all whatsoever. Would you have anyway? No, I was so ready for her to just plummet to her death. I know, I really wanted her to. And then I wanted the character to also have it happen to her oh as well. Oh my god. Um, we've been on a lot of cruise ships. This would suck, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think it would be right on up there with suckage. Every every time I see like the news stories, like, 200 people stomach flu, we're like, stuck out and see I'm like... I, I have no idea. Like, I like it would permanently ruin cruises for me. It sucks. We love cruises. We've been yeah. on. How many have we been on now? Uh, one, Together. two, three. Like five? Four, five. Yeah, I'd say five. <laughs> well, we did our honeymoon. honeymoon. The year after. Uh-huh. We did one princess. No, not princess. Norwegian. Then we know one of my family. So only four, I think, actually. Four. So we're about to be going on five. Maybe six. We don't know. Um... Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would, I would never do it for a holiday. I don't know why. Because I like, I appreciate my holidays like, as we've talked about too much. Oh yeah. Um, for New Year's maybe. It's just such a weird. It looks like fun. It's a weird thing. New Year's not a big deal to me either. Like we're having a New Year's party for when people are hearing this. You're all invited. Um, and at all of you. 
Um, but, like, New Year's to me has always been, I don't know. Like, do you have any, like, fond of New Year's memories? Yeah. Name one. Well, every year when I was growing up, um, for New Year's, we would go to um, Highline. My grandparents, my mother and I, mm. we would go to Highline and make some bets, have a nice dinner, you know, like yeah. the whole thing. That yeah. was really nice. That's a good one. And as I got older, I would go. Um, we normally celebrate New Year's with Carly, my best friend Carly. Mm-hmm. Was with her a few times. Um, yeah. Then we went out on Stephen Laura's roof. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah, I never really, like, it was always just, like, it was me and my, with my parents. I remember ringing in 2000 when I bought these corny-ass t-shirts and these corny-ass glasses and these corny-ass uh, wine things. Are you kidding? There's a picture of me in a, in a year 2000 t-shirt that's so big on my little ass that it looks like I'm not wearing fucking pants. Oh, my God, you have to find this sh- this uh, shirt sucks. and this picture. And then, like, my parents went to sleep, like, at 11 o'clock. <laughs> like, um, no, they're pretty good about the New Year's. Um, and then there was one time we went to Jacksonville. Oh, God. That's all. That's the only time in my life I've dr- I've driven a oh, far distance. I forgot that we did that. I blocked it from my mind because you said good New Year's memories. No, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I'm asking you if you had any because I really don't have any. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. have just have these. Oh, God. Where we, like, drove home, like, at 1230. Uh, and almost... And then you slept in the back seat of the car while Rich and I got Whataburger. <laughs> That's true. You cracked the window. You cracked the window for you. Um, that was real nice. Classy guys. Uh, I mean, there's been some, like, at our friend Tim and Allie's house a couple years ago. That was fun. Because uh, we were two of, like, four people that didn't throw up. Oh, yeah. Because we were there, like, two hours. Um, <laughs> but besides that, it's never really been anything, like... Right. Big or cool or coordinated, like so. This year, I'm excited because we're the ones housing it, so I wanna, I wanna do it upright. Okay, yeah. I'm glad someone's excited. We're good. <laughs> it's just a lot of work to do. That'll be all right. I'm more so worried about like last year we had a one month old, so like her schedule was already kind of fucked. Yeah. But like this year, like I don't know if like fireworks are gonna wake her up or. They don't normally so. Well, true, but it's different, like. Those fireworks are louder because they're closer and they're cheaper. Yeah. Like the Disney fireworks don't. Which reminds me, that's what we're going to, like, what we should do is watch the ball here in the living room and then go send everyone right outside and watch the Disney fireworks. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Um, performances. MVP or LVP? What do you want to start with? Um, I think we'll have an easier time with the MVP, so we should probably start there. Okay. Like, there's really, I would say really... I got like three. I got like five, five that I'd ultimately really? be okay with. I mean, there's like three main forces that really carry this movie through, though. Sure, like sure, they're sure, like sure. the main people who kind of pull it. Um, I, there. I mean, there's. I like. I mean, ultimately, like like a couple of them. I know they're not MVP. I just really, really liked their performances. Um, I liked Manny Rosen. Oh, yeah, I know. I was very surprised. Um, Jack Albertson. Uh, he's the fucking man. He's great in this. He's really good in this. Yeah. Um, uh, very good role. Very different. Mm-hmm. Like, when, when it, he first came on the screen, you're like, oh, fuck. Yep, here comes... Here comes yep, Grandpa. Here's a red shirt right here. Like, <laughs> Yeah. This guy's fucking toast. Yeah. Um, but him and Shelley Winters together are just They had really perfect. good chemistry. Uh, you cried, correct? Uh, yeah, I cried. Oh, I cried. Um, Shelley Winters is in my MVP. She's the only one who got an acting nod from the so, Academy for this. So I think when she's with him and she's being earnest, I, I think she's great. I think she's awesome. I think that some of the writing for that character and just basically making it um, this is not this is ulti- this isn't ultimately my reason, but it 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 hurts my overall enjoyment of her character because they have to resort to only levity we get is her being basically called a fucking cow and I hope you don't get stuck, and like now like it's so mean spirited like you couldn't do that in a movie like right and she had again like so much weight and she's permanently screwed up from that and she was also kind of like a fucking joke for like. Being fat and swimming and blah, 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 you know. Yeah. And it's a bunch of horse shit. 
So like that overall like dampened my like thought of her. Uh, what I don't have her as MVP for is uh, her stupid ass heart attack. <laughs> yeah, that was a little so overacting to the max. Bad. Like, like you uh, said. Uh, uh, <laughs> like it was so bad. Yeah. But the that whole plot line was like really touching, really sad, you know. It was touching, but the it whole just thing was... like I like you've been pushing me and pulling me and doing this and like this is something I know I can do. Like let me do it. Yeah. And she goes out for it. Like, and she's like, life is important. Take this to my grandson. Like, he's, she's always wanted to meet him. And now it was, but it's still just like, again, it was so unnecessary for the plot. It was just like, uh, it was like, it was like an unnecessary, like downer. Mm. And then also her like, like a Looney Tune drinking something hot immediately was like, okay. Well, how would you portray having a heart attack? (gasps) Oh, God. Yeah, but you also have to get all those lines in that she had. Well, no, she had the heart attack, and then she had a fucking soliloquy afterwards. When Gene Hackman, like, having the heart attack. Yeah. So stupid, bad. Um, all right, so not her. Um, Okay. (laughs) I fucking loved Red Buttons. Red Buttons was fucking the man in this. Uh, he got saddled with the shittiest character to have to deal with in terms of n- Noonie. Um, Nani. Nanny. Um, Nene. Nene. And like, he's just such a goddamn nice guy. And you, he's genuine and he's knowledgeable. Like, yeah. he was fantastic. Like, if, if God forbid something like this ever happened to us. Excuse me. I would want him on my side. Exactly. I'd want him helping guide guide us through. Like no complaints. Make sure everybody was okay. Exactly. I love this whole time uh, doing research. Like him and that him and that other woman hated each other. Hated each other. And they're other. the ones that like kind of like like fall in love or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, like have a connection. So I'd be fine with him. Uh, and of course I'd be fine with Gene Hackman and Ernest Borgnine. Oh man, Ernest Borgnine. Ernest, Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> eyebrows. What you gonna do about the eyebrows? He's gonna punch you in the dick. That's what he's gonna do about it. He don't. He don't mess around. Ernest Borgnine has the biggest face. <laughs> he's just so expressive. Ernest Borgnine. <coughs> Ernest Borgnine. Each part of Ernest Borgnine's face has six different expressions. Oh my god, that really hurt my chest. <laughs> He's just so loud, but then, like, when his wife dies, he's just so sad. Um, look, I like Gene Hackman. I uh, love Gene Hackman, and I love Gene Hackman. I think that this is, like, I think Gene Hackman is always better with his mustache. That's, like, his, like, that's his secret sauce, is his mustache. I never really like him in roles where he doesn't have it. Okay. As much as I like him in roles where he does have it. I think it just makes him more... It's a very interesting theory we'll have to track. No, for, legit. What other Gene Hatman movies have we watched uh, on this I believe only two. Bonnie and Clyde. Mustache or none? No mustache. MVP or no? No. Okay, next. Uh, fuck, what else is he in? Shit, there was something. It's going to drive me crazy. He's been in a hundred things, man, so... What was the other thing? I know he was an MVP for something. Look on your little list there. Mojo Rogo. Rogo Rogo. Shut up. Um, Lincoln Gene Hackman shit. Oh, man. And oh, uh, Superman 2. No mustache. Huh? Maybe he had a mustache. I, don't, I honestly don't remember. Um, they both overact their asses off. Like, they both... But like I think within the confines sure. of their characters, I don't think it comes sure. off as Belle having a heart attack. Sure. Uh, just based off of character-wise, Borgnine is my MVP more than Hackman, just because Hackman, like, his character, like, is a little too, like, convoluted and too, like... Again, there's one part that clinches it 
away from him, and it's like his speech to God as he's hanging off of that wheel. Great tense scene. Mm-hmm. Like I love like I love most of him in that, but there's just a couple moments in it where like mm-hmm. he's talking to God and it's just too much. And again, it's it's the character throughout, like when he's giving his sermon early on, um he just he ventures over into like I don't know, like a hero I almost don't want to root for. Right. Like basically the whole movie it's like Ernest Borgnine is kinda like the one that's wrong. No mustache. Yeah. Hmm. He's kinda the one that's wrong and um and and uh the Reverend's the one who's right. But then I'm fine with the result. Right. Right. It kinda like they've like flip flop almost. Yeah. It's a double it's a double turn in wrestling speak. Um, so yeah, I, I was, if you wouldn't let me have red buttons, I was going to lean towards Ernest Borgnine. I, I want it to be Ernest Borgnine. Okay. I mean, I think that he really encapsulates, like, this movie, like, from first, like, the distrust, and, you know, he went along with it because, you know, his wife wanted to, and everything, but, like, you know, questioning every step of the way and all. I, I just think that he was a great foil for And he ultimately saves the everyone. day or gets everyone out. Right. Yeah, yeah, Um, Hackman's good. Red yeah. Buttons is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Shelley Winters is good. Jack Albertson's good. We're going Borg Night here. Um, now let's talk about the shit that makes up the other half of this these well, survivors. Over not LVP. Roddy McDowell's not the LVP. Yeah, he, didn't do shit. he said like four words and he had a fucking. Ah, he should be for that fucking ladder scene. Ah, he falls. That was terrible. Like, that was really so bad. You could. It was just. That was the most glaring. Again, not gonna, like, penalize him for that. Well. But fine. you can make a case. Uh. Not Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen does his job. Yeah. Yeah, he's fine. Strong. Wish we had more of him. You know, he's strong and, again, like you said, it's weird him not being like, there's a tidal wave approaching and then it'd be like some really some stupid non sequitur. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, everybody else. Can we just say who it is? Art. All right, let me see here. Eric Shea. Look, there's a lot. Like, ultimately, it is. Man, but that th- this guy had he was born the same uh, day as angry. That na 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 lady. Na 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 na. Carol Lindley, was just oh, I don't know. Just I hate those fucking whiny like nothing. Honestly, ab- nothing about a whiny bitch makes she, me want to see that person survive. She was survive. a Christian Stewart before Kristen Stewart was Kristen Stewart. No, because Kristen Stewart been like oh, we're on a boat and I don't know if we're gonna get off. I don't know. This woman's like Wah! buttons. I want to get off of the boat. <laughs> you know. Um, What's off the boat? I didn't mind Mrs. L- uh, Rogo so much. She's had like so many moments where she was just like mean, and it's like she's hot. Kind of a bitch. She's She's from the streets. streets. Let's go, girls. Shut up. (laughs) Um, uh, Robin's sister also like oh that guy that whole scene like they're Susan is arguing like she's just just, like a fucking tacked on stupid. Oh wait a minute. Unnecessary. It wasn't. It wasn't Rogo. It was the guy that was like trying to mac on Susan. That was eyebrows. He's one like crashes from the chandelier through something. Both eyebrows. I don't know. <laughs> There's wait. No wonder the boat capsized. Look at the size of all the eyebrows. It wasn't a tidal wave. It was eyebrow central, and those two were the mayors. Um, yeah, it's this fucking Robin kid. Look, we've been talking about kid actors. <laughs> it's been a theme this year, I think. And I think you can chalk thirty percent of it up to the writing and that like. They wrote this kid to be obnoxious, know-it-all. Hey, mister! And, and like, Borgnine calls him and like, shut the fuck up, you little twerp! And then, of course, like, he's right half the time, and it's stupid. But I think a lot of it is also the way that the kids play it. Because you, it is. you have some kids that, who are acting out there, like, what's her name? Qu- I have no idea. Qu- uh, Quivazane? Yeah. Wallace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wallace. She's great. Yeah. 
She's, she's great. precocious, but like she gets it. Yeah, like she's great in what yeah. I've seen her in. Haley Joel Osment, he got it. He got it when he was there. Not so much now, but when he was a kid. He got he it all now. Good. Have you seen him now? He he looks like he ate three Haley Joel Osments. Haley Joel and Osment, he ate them. Um, I, and then I'm really I see exci- dead people. I'm really excited. And empty ding dong rippers. <laughs> I'm really excited for like a wrinkle in time to come out. Um, and I think that that will really show how far kit actors mm-hmm. can be from I mean, this. Look at look at the Stranger Things cast. Look mm-hmm. at uh, mm-hmm. uh, that Jacob Tremblay kid who was in Room. I mean, we haven't seen it and in Wonder. Like everyone says that kid's great. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz, except in Neighbors 2. You know, I mean, she's basically, eh, bitch, like 30 now, but, you know. Yeah, but, it, I mean, it, so it's not necessarily, like, the f- fault of kid actors, but, but it is. It is, especially especially during the, so think of how many, like, 50s, 60s, and 70s movies we've seen this year that, like, they or said still, kid actor was the LVP. It's just basically like what they were trained to do. Or, like, right. just how they were, and nobody bothered to say anything. But I think because they were like, oh, just be yourself. Just do you. Okay, mister. Right. And it sucks. Like, they're not acting. And I think that that's what's so bothersome. It's like, they're not adopting this character, and you can kind of tell. Like, you could tell that that's how that, that fucking kid is. He's that just that kid ginger. That, he, he's kid. a ginger fucking freckle. He was not freckle, related. Ginger, to ginger fe- fucking freckle freak who, like, like, just going into the captain's quarters talking about fucking boat pussies. And it was so random. He just showed up in the... Yeah. I know it was to move the plot along. Everybody like on the boat. Stuff. How long is this boat? Everyone knows this fucking kid. How long does it take to go from New York uh, to In Athens? 1972? God knows. He could have been on the boat for a year for all we know. Yeah. Um, and then that scene in the other room. He's like jumping on the bed arguing with his sister. I have never been so ready to just watch a child die in my life. That's really mean. And by that I mean it's the only time I've wanted to ever see it happen in my life. Of course the kid fucking survives with his dumbass Prince Valiant haircut. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's just, he was a device to like say fucking factual shit because yeah, I've, read, I've done my research and I know. Mm-hmm. God damn it, I hated him so much. Um... That there are a lot of, like, overacting moments, and there are a lot of other crappy performances. Like, like the fucking uh, salesperson dude, um, the guy who works for the company, he was generic, maybe ethnic villain number nine billion. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah like... I know. She's dumb. Yeah. Um, but this kid trumps them all. This kid Eric sucks. This kid sucks. Eric, with a C, Shay, S-H-E-A. Oh, I know how to spell it. I'll never forget it. Oh, great. Twerp. Um, What else on the Poseidon Adventure? It's like a guilty pleasure for me. I like it. And like thing, like, it's it. not, like, this movie, like, I in, watch it over in 1972 over. money, this made, like, $130 million, which may, means it's, like, one of the one biggest of the movies ever. I don't think it's that big, but, like... It's not far off. I mean, it's it's a classic disaster film. Um, everyone knows what it is. Yeah. For what it, it for its time, it looks great. Acting's pretty good. Yeah, I mean overall, I think it's a pretty solid movie. It's pretty solid. I I like it. I mean, I know they tried to make sequels. They tried to make a TV movie. They tried to do this and that. Sometimes, you know, lightning doesn't strike strike twice. You know, you gotta yeah. just. Take it for what it is. It's one of those like one-hit wonders, kind of. And I appreciate it. They actually made a sequel called Beyond the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, and it with, never uh, saw the light of day. No, it saw the light of day. Yes, it did. Oh, it, it was, shouldn't have seen the light of day. It's uh, got like Telly Savalas, Sally Field, Michael Caine. Michael Caine has secretly done so much shit on the water because he was also in Jaws the Revenge. Like Michael Caine doesn't know how to say no he doesn't need to. He's so good in so much stuff that he's in. It outweighs it. It's like for every good movie he does, he does like four bad movies. He has to keep himself level, you know? He doesn't want to be better than everyone else. Otherwise, what fun is that? Um, yeah. I'm sure that's all it. That's it. Uh-huh. I, he told me. 
Okay. What else in the Poseidon Adventure? I think we covered it all. Okay. Let's give it a score. Okay. Go ahead. I have a niche on my back again. Uh, what, how do I equate that to numbers? Um, I'm going to give it a 7 and 7... 7.75? No, you have to give it halves. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Because I know it's bad. I like I don't think In terms I of like overacting. Like like right, like it's so good to me. I'm gonna give it a six and a half was my my score I was so thinking. So a seven, of. I think that that's fair. I think that's fair. It's like above average, but not quite there like for me I love it it's like my guilty pleasure but I know it's like there's a reason why but it's it not... won best visual for Oscar instead of but that doesn't necessarily equate to like it's not like it's the fucking like it's not Titanic no but it's also not uh, fucking like speed to cruise control like something that's like really bad and you enjoy it because it's bad like you enjoy it because there are well, good elements to it <laughs> and it's a part of its time speed to cruise control Cause it's bad. Yeah. Um. Anyway, nobody. But like, it's not like it's a, like a B movie or anything. This is like a big budget Hollywood movie that has main people in it that takes itself seriously. It takes itself too seriously. Like if it didn't take itself seriously, like in some portions, like I talked about, then I think it would have been better because it would have had the right mix of things. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think a seven for Poseidon Adventures. Poseidon Adventures there. So. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Hope you're not on a cruise ship and it capsizes. Thank you for listening to this what week's episode of Married with Movies. Oh my God. Uh, Twitter and Facebook and our email, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com. Again, for thoughts on the show. Also, those last minute pitches for the movies we've watched this year. Be nominated for the Mullet Awards next week. Holy moly. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Stitcher, and Google. And then leave us a review in five stars. Please. Helps us out very, very much. And ArcadeAudio.net for this podcast and all the other ones in our network. To support the network, you go to patreon.com slash ArcadeAudio. 2017 in the books. Oh, man. <coughs> we, had, we, raised, we have a, a, a one-year-old. God. We, it's been a busy year. We've done a lot. Ugh. I'm going to sleep. Well, we'll see you in 2018 for the mullet nominations and then finally some movies. Let's do it. I'm excited. Let's do it. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movies. There's gotta be a morning after. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.